time for depression. Oh. This episode mm. coming in chilly today. That one was slick. I love the song so much, dude. Ah. You can feel the seasons changing. It's getting like dark outside fast. It's still warm. No one understands really why, <laughs> but it's still warm. Global warming. One day to get there. Huh? Was this important? No. Okay. No. It's just I need to give you your AP stuff. Remind me. With my pants on. <laughs> give me my AP stuff, please. Okay. So, best thing you've ever made. Best thing. I've ever made. We were talking about this last night. We've been running the Alpha course at Youth, and so we went around in a circle. <clears throat> yes. What is Alpha? Alpha is a course about questions, questions people have about life in general. It's centered around Christian faith, so then a lot of the things lead back to the Bible, but it's like questions about God, what's happening, and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. it's really good because we got the actual South African version. So you get some of the proper South African answers. It's, it's a video series. You get like seven minutes. Then they ask a question. Two minutes of random people off the streets answering them. And then like group discussion time. You pause it for like five minutes and talk. It's great. I think like those are very valuable like days at youth. Yeah. Because last week we were talking about actual evidence of Christ. Yeah. And I was like, I was pretty like impressed to see it like the amounts of yeah like actual like scientific backings as i was well. talking to daniel and he's agnostic yeah and that was just one of the main reasons that he wasn't christian mm. so he should have came last week listen i've been trying to get those lads forever not mm. gonna lie to you so one of the questions last night was um what's the best thing you've ever made because some, some of them are actually just to relate to the people in your group as well it's not exclusively just these big super deep questions about life and so <laughs> we were going around the circle and it got to me and i'm like oh what do i say now i looked across the chat and i'm like episode 10 <laughs> that was my answer what what does chad say damn i need to think of something else now <laughs> oh, yeah, that was really oh, good chad oh. wings boss man he, he showed me this video because the week after we recorded was maddie's birthday yeah, yeah. matthew and they went to McDonald's. Yes. They, have you seen the video? No, I haven't. I haven't sh- oh, I'll man. show you later. I'll send it to you, actually. Oh, okay. oh, it's so good. So, they pull up to the, the window at McDonald's. Wait, hold on. I, I want to give you a little bit more context. It's this yeah. man's birthday. I'm doing that part, though. He went out, and uh, he had his first drink, whatever. For whatever reason, he decided to down this huge drink. Didn't, didn't enjoy it. Just, like, one, one, one long gulp. <laughs> the whole thing's gone. Regardless... We ended up going to, we decided we need to do some of that, the, the coning, but we decided we were going to do our own variant of it. So we drove all the way back from Impangeni to Richards Bay. How long is that? It's like a 20 minute drive. Possibly. About 20 yeah, minutes. We drove there. back, hosing ourselves over what we're about to do. We pull up across from McDonald's at the garage. <laughs> we sit in the garage. The security guard wants to kick us out because of the noise we're making. We bought cups, like pl- plastic cups. We bought flakes <laughs> and we bought bread. We pulled up to the McDonald's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait, I was ask. Oh, no. oh, wait, what are we doing? Brown bread. Brown bread. Um, okay, brown bread. Special kind of guest. Special guest today. Our brother, Dirk. Alright. I was going to start checking the whole thing. No worries. We forgot. <laughs> I, thought of, you, I thought you. about it and you didn't say anything. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> uh, I just want to like to you guys finally got on my hands. <laughs> I'm asking you to be on the show. Greatly appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. So, f- please, tell them, what did what did we do with the bread, cups, and flake? <laughs> so, they ordered three plain... And a Coke, and a Coke. They ordered three plain uh, cones. They pull up to the window. Oh, this was good. Sam reaches out to grab his. I'm in, I'm in the back seat. We have Chad in the front seat, Matthew yeah. next to him. I'm in the back seat. I reach 
like around to grab my cone from the lady early before the other two got there. <laughs> you run outside the car. You're like, I'm le- I'm hopping out the window. Thanks. I'll grab that. And I went back into the seat. <laughs> Bruh. Heavy editing. Yeah. Grabs it. Just like going it into the cup, into a plastic cup. And then oh, no. gets Matthews, puts, yeah. gives it to Matthew. And then Chad's like, okay, wait. Grabs two slices of bread. <laughs> Smacks it like that. <laughs> um, he chose the ice cream sandwich in front of this lady. She still chose herself. As we drive drive away, I hand my cone back to the <laughs> And I start chowing the ice cream. Wait, wait. Uh, did not ask you what the cones at all? No, ask him. Uh, oh. No, Matthew had his. Uh, Chad kind of lost the cone in the whole sandwiching <laughs> process. I handed mine back. But then there were two other cars of us. One of the guys, he broke a flake, put the flake in the ice cream while the lady's making it. Oh, wait, yeah, you were like a convoy of cars. Yeah, there, there was three, the con- oh, three cars. No. And then uh, the last dude made a soda float and just sat there for like two minutes extra chowing the soda float in front of this lady. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just ask, you know the cone you gave back? Yeah. Do you think they reused really it on I have no else? idea what they did. <laughs> I, I... Uh, <laughs> it was so good. To yeah. carry, carry on with this. Oh, I want to actually, actually say where this stemmed from. The the week before, I was with my sister and two friends of ours, and she was just like, hey, let's go for an ice cream. Okay, cool. I don't like cones on ice creams, so we pulled up there, and I'm like, hey, could I please have my ice cream in a cup? And so she's like, in a cup? And I'm like, yes, in a cup. She's like, okay, cool, no problem. Yells something in a language I don't understand to the guys down the way. And I'm like, cool, I'm sure she's just telling them, put it in a cup. We pull up, screw, to the collection. Guess what I find? Ice cream cone, ice cream cone. The flipping McDonald's cup that you get cool drink in. Ice cream cone with the cup on top of the ice cream. Ice cream, a full ice cream cone inside of the cup. Oh, it's just too good. Our our pizza's just arrived. Domino's yes, boys. With Domino's pizza. So you guys are sharing that one, and this one's mine. I was only pushing on meeting the plates. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have pieces of bread that we could put the oh. slices on? Oh, hitting the table. Oh. Okay. Okay, we're gonna take a quick pizza break because it's been a tough day. We'll tell you about it. Pizza break. Mm-hmm. Pizza all over my titty. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that took a very unexpected turn. <laughs> I am satisfied. Me too. You just come here, eat our food, you don't edit the episodes. I do. You're living it. <laughs> and I'm living it up. I was taking a burger. <laughs> this man is desperate for Burger King. You've yeah, been begging since we got in the car. Why do you want Burger King so much? I don't ever get it. I like hard to get it. Little bush, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> true, true. Oh. I still haven't seen your place. Yeah, I've been to Hartings, but not yours. Mm. <laughs> what is the sign? Pretty soft there. Pretty s- oh. Oh, but, uh, project, I see. I see. Oh, okay. that, like that judge <clears throat> from the choir. Flipping hell, dude! She was yelling. Yay! Oh. You, know, you know how she was controlling her voice with her fingers. Not not really. <laughs> like that. She was like waving them and like tweaking them. <laughs> volume up, volume down. <laughs> yeah, bro. But yeah, I don't appreciate the 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 um. Uh, Extremely happy disposition of you guys did great. This was wrong though, yeah. and this and this that was pretty swack. <laughs> it really takes us on a roller coaster. Yeah, emotions go up and down for that. 
Yo, dude, I was really upset when the lady told us that our performance was good. Because it wasn't. I really thought oh. it wasn't. I know, I, I know it wasn't. Right. It sounded awful. Uh, some context, and as to why today's been a very long day. Okay. Uh, you so. you tell. You've actually had it the worst, I'd say. Or were you there super early as no, well? No, no, I took the bus in the car. Okay, so at school, because we're a Kuro school, I'm not going to say which one, but we probably have before. <laughs> I'm sure we have. Uh, so, uh, the Kuro schools, they have like this really cool thing. They mentioned that they're the only school right now in KZN or South Africa. I think South Africa. KZN. Oh, South Africa. That's putting money into the arts. Which I think is real cool. That's because super cool. Like, like we spoke about last episode, we haven't, we aren't given much mm. to do stuff like this. So, mm. And so they have like these very um, <clears throat> distinguished, I'd say, yeah. adjudicators yeah. that come with them. They have like masters or honors in their fields and they just they've achieved high things they've toured around the world if like it's an actor especially the one guy who marked me he's been to like london new york washington yeah. dang i've actually never heard of the lady who adjudicated us and i have no idea like i didn't hear what they were saying where she came from but i'm gonna just trust she did a thing <laughs> so <laughs> to be like, very honest they could have just said whatever they wanted and yeah, i when you when you like talk to these arts peoples though, like none of them are exactly sane. You're not. Yeah. You Dude, I'm, I made this point the other day. No really good artist. Well, let's talk about these people who study for years and years to try and get that thing. Okay, but I feel like majority of the time the the best of the best are always a little bit mad. Mm-hmm, like yeah, have you, like. Yeah. Be- best example I love this home dog this is not being mean I love this guy Jason that guy's mad but he is brilliant with his music yeah, he is brilliant yeah I'm pretty sure he's he's, he's cripping today yes dude, <laughs> dude he, he was complaining but he did the three pieces this morning and his hands were dying no but he said um, that he did one really well and the lady yeah. said that he already got like Black Raven which yeah which is the second highest tier of yeah and then she said, she just wants more emotion. Yeah, he, he, he explained it to me. He, you never know what kind of adjudicator you have. There's two types. One that wants it as the page says, and one that wants a performance. Mm. And so he normally just plays it as the page says, just to be safe, but he prefers to give a performance. So then when she, at the end of it, she told him, no, I want, I want more soul. I want like drama. So he got to redo his performance with more drama and as a whole performance. And she said that he's probably going to get awarded the, the highest, the higher tier. Yeah. And like, uh, our school made this promise. I don't know if they're going to keep it. I love this promise, dude. <laughs> but anybody that gets the kryptonite, which is the highest, the highest tier, tier, they'll automatically get honors. Which is a little bit questionable. We spoke about this a lot. Dude, Siuri was like... Oh, she was mad. She was talking to me on the bus about it. She, like, people like her, Jason, Megan, and those people who, like, really put in years. Jason's been working for honors for four years. And now the rule is if you get kryptonite, you get honors. So someone who goes up there, and the unnamed person could go up there and do his rap performance. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) And get honors for really nothing. And all the people who have put in this effort. minutes of preparation. Yeah. Like, that's two, four years really doesn't count. Yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous. But like, I think they said the same thing. You could go there, do one of prepared reading. 
Get cryptonite. That that is like highly ridiculous. That is it is. Yo, Carl, you spelled fifty words well today. <laughs> honors. <laughs> Academic honors. Cap. So good. Cap. <laughs> uh, so like the, uh, the buses were leaving at eleven from our our location. Stops, yeah. yeah, where we live, so that we could get to the school. Uh, I woke up at twenty to six, because apparently we're gonna go early to help set up and stuff. And also because one of our group members, they were part of this group that were told to go early, but couldn't exactly, or they didn't know that he wasn't there because he wasn't at boarding that day. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he was at Danielle's. I was, I was wondering what you're saying. Like, I don't understand this thought process. But... <laughs> so then, you know, like, the way they just rushed us into the performance, so we had to set up the stage and stuff and put the blocks there, and then we did it. It felt pretty good. Some of the beats were off, maybe, because of extra characters that we had to, like... Wait, what? We'd have to, like, turn our heads away from the adjudicator and be like, You got an alligator! <laughs> for some of the characters. <laughs> so, so, so you were adding, like, the non-synchronous sounds to mm. the scene because you had no... Oh, that's rough. <laughs> but she, she said it was good. Like she mentioned, it had drama, it had tension, it had comedy, you know. Comedy? What? Sounds like my love life. <laughs> <laughs> Millie Rock. And then she gave us no no feedback. So, oh. Yeah. Oh, that so, sucks. The future purpose of the, of the whole yeah. experience. So I was like, was that that good that you're not giving us feedback? Or are you just so tired that you can't bother? Yeah, dude. It was just a perfect performance, nothing more I can say. <laughs> <laughs> and then. The, the the ladies from my drama class, they came out of the other adjudication location. Ooh. I'm not a rapper. <laughs> well, that was the <laughs> And they were like, yo, this guy's amazing. He helps you. He talks to you. He directs you and stuff. Yeah. Mm, okay. So you, you just like did a little bit of a screw-screw that way. <laughs> Forget this lady. So I went over there and moved all our props if we needed to just to go to that guy. Do our Batman and Joker scene. Also... Uh, he says it's pretty good and just gives us the critique of of don't don't try and mimic the characters exactly from out of the movie but make it in the context to you okay so so recreate the character as who they are to you rather than take them out the movie mm, sort of he was like imagine that you're Carl and you're Daniel which isn't that hard to do because we were. And he's like, <laughs> you still are. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Just imagine that, <clears throat> like, I'm trying to piss Daniel off now, but still keeping the characteristics of the Joker. So it was, and then like yeah. he gave us examples and stuff, and like he nailed them every time with just this off the cuff example. It's like ah. off the cuff. I like I like the <laughs> wrist movement for off the cuff. <laughs> this guy knows what he's talking about, and then the last one that we. The last time we probably probably performed it was last term. <laughs> so we go in with like this little amount of practice that day and like he can tell that we're not into it. Yeah. So he stops us. He's just like, stop, stop. What's happening? What's happening? And like at that point, I'm just like, oh, Game the day's over. over. I couldn't care less about any more of this. But then he like, like before the Batman one I asked him who his top three were directors he says Tarantino Spike Lee 
and the guy who directs the Transformers movies. Okay. Or he had to do something with it, producing. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, because those aren't that good. Question mark. No. Didn't Spike Lee make something recently? Black Klansman. And, okay, so I was like, Quentin. Okay. And then, like, he, he he was amazing at directing. Like, he got the best performance out of us. It took a couple tries for us to understand. Like, he also related it again. Imagine you're David, you're Carl, and, yo, you had this shot at this girl. This girl. And David has completely stuffed it up for you. Wait, wait, I, I, want more. I have no idea what you performed. Did, he, did, oh, he, did yeah. he stuff it up or did he steal your girl? No, no, he must steal your girl. <laughs> so it's from A Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah. And it's... I don't want to get into it because it's boring. For <laughs> people that don't like acting or theater and stuff. But in that scene, my character's mad because his character put love potion on somebody else he wasn't supposed to. Is this the love juice? Yes. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and so like we're trying to fix it now I see what's happening because of this mistake I'm like what hast thou done <laughs> and then like over and over and then and then like the last one we finally did was, I was like what hast thou done because <laughs> like he's getting the best out of us it's just it's more experience in acting that I've gained in that couple 10 minutes than i have in the past year sure which is it's quite something actually yeah yeah. so i need to to find this guy something you need to get hired close to this (laughs) yeah yeah have you guys ever like like because in the creative arts it's a weird thing where one day you could have it and one day you don't it's one of those professions where Every time you try to get a job, you have to prove you can do it. Instead of as soon as you get a master's degree, you get all the jobs yeah. you want. Which is super weird. Yeah, no. It's good, though. I mean, it drives people. I think if it wasn't like that, the the um, the level, what's the word? The standard mm-hmm. of acting and performances in general would be lower if you didn't constantly have to better yourself to get yourself... Yeah. To a place that you'll be employed and hired to do these things. Yeah, but why don't you think that applies for anything else? It should. It really should. Like, it doesn't enough, especially around here, with the laws that are a little bit... They're not scumbag. They're like, BE was made in the right mind. I understand 100% why the law came about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the law basically means you have to have a certain percentage... Quota, yeah. yeah. There's a quota of races that you have to have employed, which... It, it's understandable to fix what happened in apartheid, but I think the only way we're going to get over it is if we just drop the whole race thing, e- even to that degree, and just think about this is the most qualified person, irrespective of anything else. I've always liked the idea of those um, blind conferences, where it's you, you just have, you're on like an audio conference. You don't see them, you don't know what they look like, you don't know who they are, but you know that they're qualified because of how they've spoken to you and what they've told you. Mm-hmm. Rather than, oh, I can see this guy, mm, it looks sketchy, I'm not going to hire him, mm-hmm. kind of thing. I, st- I think we're still a couple years away from that point, exactly. Because yeah. it's been like 20-odd years. Yeah. So some people, you can still see, they're still feeling the effects of it. Yeah, no, 100%. Especially in like the way South Africa is divided up, how people live. 
Yeah, like, even, you know, Chatsworth, that's yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, even yeah. our suburbs are like that mm. still. Even at school sometimes, like, we see racial groups segregate. Mm. It, it, I don't think it's as bad at... Sh- I, I know what you mean. There are some groups that are like that, but I feel like our groups are pretty good at being diverse and very cool with that. Mm. Yeah, but I, I think once we get to that stage, we will be more like the performance field, where it's like, people are going to constantly want to better themselves so that they can get to that point. And I think that's probably the healthiest place to be. I think today was a, a very big turning point because I wasn't feeling it. And then especially when he said, yo, stop, what is happening? At that moment, I could have decided to just give up that day. But then I was like, okay, wait, this guy, he's here for a reason. Let me listen. And it paid off so much. Oh, Intermission part two. Sam's gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> bye, Sam. Man. Say bye, Sam. Bye. episode eh? yeah no, i gotta agree first episode i'm part of and it's definitely the, the first of its kind <laughs> that's for sure yeah we did say that that uh every 10 episodes or so we want to switch it up get a new format try something else like right now we're eating fruit and you can hear the smacks <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh so i'm effectively the, the guinea pig mm. oh, i like it i like it we see we're innovative yeah man why can't technology companies do this? I know, it's like they're, they're producing the same thing year after year with like very slight tweaks to you know, photo quality and things like that. I mean, like Samsung, really a foldable phone. You really want to, why, why do you want a phone that when you fold it in half, it's twice as thick? You know, why do you want a phone that has to fold? What, what is the point of that foldable phone exactly? And like, isn't it when you fold metal, it becomes weaker? Like what? What even is is it made out of? Like you get an iPad or get a phone. Why do you need both? Yeah. In one, and there's this awkward thing. I don't know. It's like if it comes with a stylus too. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> what are your fingers for? You know. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how much money I've wasted on buying a stylus, thinking I'll use it mm. and never using it. Mm. I think a good investment that I did make though was the Apple Pencil. By the way, part of we're sponsored by Apple. <laughs> Basically, we said this before. Shout out Apple. Shout out Apple Music. Get us some sponsors. Uh, but what was I saying? Yeah, the Apple Apple, Apple Pencil. Pencil. I was using it, and I I use it for a lot of our graphic design stuff, like the the podcast logo I made on Adobe Draw with the pen, and it's it's very high quality. I must say. 
Hmm? I live in the back of the hypothesis. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the truth, I'm telling you. Pears are so weird, though. When I, like, bit into it, that big boy bite, <laughs> and, like, I, I felt like I was biting into a soft person. Telling <laughs> <laughs> you, it's like a soggy apple. But mm. I guess it's kind of good for when you shoot podcasts or whatever, because... I mean, record podcasts, because you don't get that crunch. Mm. So, yeah. But the smacks, though. It's a juicy <laughs> food. It is a real juicy boy. Mm. You know those, um, those jelly... What those jelly beans that Michael bought? Oh, those ones that, like, got two flavors. Mm. Kind of, yeah, Bean boozled or something. Bean boozled, that's right, yeah. Something like that. The juicy pear one tastes like a burger. <laughs> even even though there was one that was, like, other stinky sock or, like, popcorn or something like that. And the popcorn mm. had to be the nice one. <laughs> it wasn't. Both were terrible. I don't get oh. it. Yo, but the, the dog food was horrible. <laughs> oh, it, like, lingered out of your mouth. And, like, when you bite into it, like, it's not that bad. And then it just, like, explodes in your mouth. You're like, <laughs> like, I had stinky sock. <laughs> I downed a bottle of Nucasade after that. <laughs> Couldn't sleep. <laughs> but, yeah. How was hockey to us this time around? It was, it was, it was, I don't know what a hockey tree usually is. It's got its ups and downs. And oh, things. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we don't need to go into, like, the niggles of, of yeah. it all. But overall, it was a good tour. We, we improved from last year. We became fourth last year. We came third this year. How so many days? It's a three-day thing. Well, we travel for five. Effectively, it's a four-day thing. First first day, we used to traveling. And then the second and third day, is a clinic. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the fourth day, is a clinic. Mm-hmm. And then... After each day of the clinic, we play games. And it's like in the pool. And then the final day, we've got knockout stages. And that's also when we travel back. Mm-hmm. And like, what's the bonding situation on these tours? Bonding situation is like relationship between mm. the, the guys. And like, it differs from the girls. Just the everybody, boys, yeah. Obviously. But like, I can't speak much for the girls because, you know, I'm not really part of their team. But um, the guys, we, we try and instigate this like brotherhood kind of thing. So, what we'll do is, regardless of junior or senior, of course the juniors have to do the initiation, things like that. But the seniors won't ever, like, be unreasonable with the junior. Like, mm-hmm. you've got to do these things like collect balls or, you know, fill the water bottles, what juniors do. But we, we won't ever make them do things that are going to embarrass themselves completely. Mm-hmm. Like, we might force them to get a girl's number. Um, but, like, when, when they do things like this, after they've done it, we, like, really praise them. And if they, don't, if they really don't want to do it, we make them feel bad. But, <laughs> but, but not, not, not for long. You know, you, you have to... I have to like find that balance between it. And a good way in which we do it is we're, we're very, physically, we're a very affectionate team. Like we like giving hugs to the guys and mm. things like that, which I think helps. Yeah, and I remember that before you went on tour, both your mom and Auntie Madeleine were so worried about you smacking me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Why? Because uh, you see, the, the story with that is, is that every year the first team's got a, a hockey stick, a wooden one that you cut in half. But you don't do anything with it. Mm. It's just to say you've got a hockey stick that you've cut in half, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and um, the name of it? It's in, it's in Corsan. Don't exactly know what it means, but it's called in Corsan. <laughs> and so it's just bragging around to say I've got a hockey stick that I've cut in half. Yeah. And then we saw through that thing in no time. Yeah, no, that was that was <laughs> quick and easy. <laughs> oh, we thought it was going to take us like a, an angle grinder. <laughs> we just took a sword. Oh, no easy enough. Yeah. But the, and the girl situation? Like, the, the girls side, they had a bit of an issue with, like, you know, just leadership and things like that. But, um, of course, it's not my place to speak, so I'm not going to speak too much about it. But 
The goal is definitely... The, the tour helped them a lot. So I helped them to get closer as well. The guys find it easier to get closer. As I think we don't take things as personal as girls sometimes do. I mean, this is speaking like we stereotypically. But uh, that does sometimes happen on hockey. Or especially on, on, on hockey tours and things like that. Emotions run high because the tour might not be going your way or things like that. But guys find it like, I don't know. We leave what's on the field, stays on the field. And when you're off the field, you know, forget about it completely. Oh, um, yeah. Why do you think things default to that? When you're not with like a group of people that you're not exactly comfortable with or you know each other closely but with the guys in school whenever we do we make jokes and that's how we get to know each other better and then it becomes closer and more like intimate like that yeah. and you feel comfortable with one yeah. another i don't know but like I think... when people are uncomfortable they default to these yeah to these uh what's your stereotypical situation yeah why uh, that's actually a very good question and uh, i don't know i think with guys we don't find each other as competition really for anything but I think this is now a very opinionated but often sometimes and girls have said this to me as well often girls try and compete with one another on looks or things like that so if they don't feel comfortable around you like you mentioned they go to these default like states where they stereotype against one another or whatever and I think it's it's a way to kind of prove that you're better than someone else to make yourself feel better and it doesn't really have any substance or whatever but it's just that like satisfaction you have thinking you're better than someone it's weird why do you think that you know okay this is very generalized and very big question yeah okay why is society focus more on in like individual uh self-reflection but not not in a good way it's like i'm gonna do me i'm gonna take care of myself oh yeah it's like that individuality but Mm. not not a good kind of individuality it's like doing it it's like doing it in a spiteful way almost. Like there's self-care, but people are like, they think they do much, so much for other people that they earned it, but they honestly don't know yeah. what doing other things for people is. Yeah, I think, didn't, didn't uh, an artist sing a song is like, oh, I'm, I'm completely forgot the lyrics now. Give me the gist. It's like, I'm going to do me or something like uh-huh, that. Yeah. I think you know I'm probably the listeners might know but <laughs> yeah but like it's like um, it's like people try and be they, they, they try to emphasize how individual they are to everyone else that everyone eventually becomes the same almost again because mm. then they all act the same way and oh, then The Incredibles was ahead of their time because the, the villain said when everybody's super no one is yeah that's that's so true that's it's like so that true. yeah oh I love it when movies <laughs> like <laughs> Life imitates art. It's you know we I recently looked back at our like standings on our podcast, and it went from like forty something listeners to seventy six. We've got like so many German listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shout out everybody in Germany! I think there was Hamburg, there was uh, Bavaria, sub Berlin, Guten Tag. (laughs) Oh, we got a a Kotze here. Oh yeah. Afrikaans is very similar to, to German, German, you'd say, in some It ways. is, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a derivative from German. Mm. And like Finnish, I think, and Dutch and things like that. We're like the hybrid. <laughs> Looked really down good. upon by Dutch people. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man, I love, I love it how things like branch off from, from older things. If, if like, if like Afrikaans, for example, it comes from something old. Like, you know, the older languages and it creates something brand new. Mm. And it's very, 
like the Dutch people don't understand how like fresh and connecting it is for mm. people here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And like we've got eleven official languages in our country, mm. and like I like how, how like certain phrases like lacquer gets adopted by all sorts of mm. languages, and like you could be at a party feeling alone, somebody could just come up to you and be like, "Connors no bride." You're yeah. like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man." I don't know. It's just even in sport, like lots of commentators in cricket now have adopted the term club, which is Afrikaans word for hit. Mm. So they'll say they clapped it for six, and you're like, "Whoa, that's Afrikaans." <laughs> so you, yeah. And, and I feel like language is such a nice way, and these are just Afrikaans examples, mm. but I mean, it's such a nice way to bring people together as well. Mm. You know, it, it's, it's that one word that everyone knows that makes them feel like, like this space is cool, I feel comfortable now. Mm. Like, my, my uncle, he's, I don't know where he learns these Zulu words from. I think back then, when, when you had the both take Zulu and Afrikaans instead of choosing one, but like, every time he sees, saw my cousin... He called them Bolile Mazinho, which was rotten teeth. Because <laughs> my grandpa would feed them so many sweets that their baby teeth were like rotten. <laughs> uh, oh and then, also for some reason, my little cousin, Bolile Mazinho, he knows the word Dagiwe, which is drunk. <laughs> he'd oh, we'd wow. be like sitting at the table and he'd be like, Remember that guy at the store? And he'd be like, Yeah, they was Dagiwe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but like speaking about Zulu, it's actually such a, an intricate language because, like you know, we've got adjectives that mm. describe things like we've got a brown cow, black cow, you know, like. Mm. But Zulu has got a word specifically for brown cow and specifically for black cow or like red flower or whatever. Mm. So you know they they don't have adjectives, and I think that's why like learning the language, like writing it down, and stuff becomes so complicated because there's so many things you have to remember. Mm. Like often the people like when like the the staff at a lodge say that they prefer, they hate writing out Zulu. Because you've got to think of so many things. And mm. they, they Speaking it is much easier, much quicker. <clears throat> yeah, the, the Zulu students will agree. They thought it would be easy. Yes, and yes, then when right. they actually take it, they don't know how difficult, especially the spelling and how yeah. specific you have to be. Can't and just like, say in newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think last year, the, the Zulu class had the highest A's out of the whole college. Now, okay, of course, if you take it into like proportion, like there's probably twice as many people that take physics as Zulian physics mm. is like a very difficult subject to get an A in. But like compared to the languages, like between Zulu, Afrikaans and English, I think Zulu had the highest highest amount of A's, which is really mm. which is really good. Especially considering how difficult the language is. Mm, mm, to like mm. memorize and all of those I things. can never get like I try to scratch A D in Afrikaans. So hard for me. Why? But I think Afrikaans and like I feel victim to this as well, even though I am Afrikaans. Is that when I know I haven't spoken in a long time, I see my mark takes a dip. Because I feel, I think that that fact that I speak it at, at home, things like that, and with my family and things helps a lot. Yeah. Because then, you, the moment you start thinking in a language, then you know you're good in it. Right? And often I find myself thinking in English, and as a result, is the fact that I don't speak a lot of Afrikaans at home sometimes. Mm. So yeah, I think, I think that's, that's it. The way our school system works, it's very like foot on the accelerator mm. down to the floor like we never have like i think in america our canadian friend was telling us that they have semesters and each semester they'll trade a whole lesson course a whole subject course you know remember uh Chanel was talking yeah. about this 
and how easy the exams were. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. right. The amount of stress because we're like two weeks out from exams. Yeah, and <sighs> I don't feel ready for it. Mm-hmm. Like we wrote a an IT Java programming mm-hmm. pa- practical test on Friday. You, and it's not that we don't study. We do work hard. I, I know. I know we do. Yeah, but like also, this whole first term. Yeah, with the RT and this code over the second term hasn't hasn't been the best setup. Yeah, and it's just been very. Do this, do this. We need to fix this quick because we need to make up for this. Yeah, it's kind of been like we're building a tower that's busy falling apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The more it falls, the more you try to fix it. But then, mm-hmm. the but then you're you... forgetting the foundations and you're building it up, and then it's. I don't want it to reach that point where the whole thing just crashes mm-hmm. down. Especially if it's this exam. Because the grade 11 exams, they put so much emphasis on how important these are. That's true. Yeah, and it's like they, they, they're trying to just throw things at us. You know, mm. like it's, they, they, it's like they, they're taking the quantity over quality aspect. And I understand we need to like cover certain things because it's part of the syllabus and whatnot. But the manner in which it's been done, I don't believe, is, is very mm. efficient. And like there's not, not even time for us as a student while you're in the system. To examine it properly, yeah, and maybe say, "Hey, we could use some changes here," because either you're too young in grade seven and stuff, and you don't really realize these things, or you're just in the middle of it and you're too busy to even think about doing yeah. anything else. Because, like, you you want to try to use all the energy you have just to get through. You don't mm-hmm. really want to spend more energy trying to like, yeah, I don't know. Because is, is it worth it? Yeah, you know, I I didn't really know that ageism was a thing like how how common it was mm. but like I've been realizing them more and more even though we're getting older we feel more like the victims of ageism it's weird. yeah that's true and I think ageism doesn't just come from like there's more water I'm okay. a victim. I kind of threw my cork in there <laughs> um, I don't I don't think like ageism I think also it comes with people not really, like, I think being stuck too much to their roots. Because, like, as we grow up, we experience things differently. Then we say, well, why do we take this, you know, approach to it? But then people who are older than us are like, no, but this has been working. Why change it? Kind of thing. And it's, it's almost like a stubbornness, but it's like, I understand why. Yeah. If that makes sense. From both sides. Yeah. Because, like, when I was at this um, science expo thing, there were some cocky kids there. Yeah. And, like, like they were young. And they were cocky for no reason. Just because they were good in this one field, they felt like they had the right to oh, be yeah. this cocky. So they're basically just being more naive than anything else. Mm. And yeah. yeah, but like speaking about cockiness amongst like, like younger kids and they excel in one specific thing, I don't know why. I'm sure we did it as well, possibly, but like looking at enhanced of course. Mm-hmm. I look back and I'm like, if, like if, if doing one good thing makes people so cocky and things like that. Then like is it just is just the fact that it happens doesn't make sense to me. It's because how how do you what in your mind makes it seem like doing one good thing makes you like good at everything mm-hmm. else? No, it Especially this whole cure create system kryptonite thing we talked about earlier. If people are getting honest of one performance, it's just gonna make it worse. Yeah. No, it, it's true. And like people already complain that our school gives accolades out too easily. Mm. I've heard this from many schools. Like, personally, I don't think it's like that because I know the things that we've achieved and things we've... It's come through hard work. Mm. But, like, 
now our our one committee at school wants to try and like give out a badge just for participation. Which which, which committee? This is the ECA committee. Oh. And apparently the badges the badges have been bought already, so it's gonna be there. So if you attend this our our oh, ECA committee no. for like a certain amount of weeks out of the year, then you're gonna get a badge. Oh no. This is just gonna bring like a bunch of people that are coming for the badge and not for actually Yeah. The message. Then it loses the purpose oh, of it. Whose idea was it? It was the instructor of the whole thing, the teacher oh. in charge. And the thing is, it, it was planned before it even was brought up by the committee. Mm. So, so then what's the point of the committee? Exactly. No, I think, I think this yeah. decision was made over the holidays. So it was nothing to do with us. But but yeah, and for those of you that don't know, the SEA stands for Student Christian Association. Mm. So like, you can imagine that if you have students there, they're just there for the badge, they're going to disrupt the whole the whole like yeah recently our our not committee our portfolio at school the environmental portfolio which i feel strongly about the environment we we did this thing on stage well kind of it was very loosely prepared kind of i liked it (laughs) but give me your outsider perspective on that that whole thing I just want to comment on the fact that she was loosely prepared. I kind of liked the informality of it. It made it more relatable. Because I feel like if you went up there and just said a speech, then people were just probably going to start looking at other things or whatever. Okay. But the fact that you like, you know, you walked away from the podium and you sat down and you said, listen, let's just take a moment to really, really understand what's going to happen. And I think that, that, that created that bridge that people could cross. Okay. Because okay. that, that was the plan. That was the whole plan. The first thing that we said was, please drop the cliches. We're not trying to threaten people. The hardest thing of our job as the environmental portfolio is to get people to care as much as we do. Yeah. You don't want to scare them and then they're like, okay, there's no point. Mm. And they don't do anything about it. So I'm glad that that thing about walking away from the podium and sitting down actually made that bridge. So maybe as a special for the end of this episode, we could try and recreate that moment. I'm going to play the track that I use because it's just so... Okay, coming in. Coming in home. <sighs> okay, so this doesn't usually happen in podcast formats, but we're here, we're together. Please just take a breath, please. You know, recently I was sitting on the on the roof of my house and I was looking at the stars. And I realized how, when I took these deep breaths, how, you know, we say we go out for fresh air. But the air really isn't as fresh as we make it seem, as we believe it to be. You know, we are very centered on ourselves. And like, self-care is very important, but do you really think looking after yourself in this world is the most important thing when it's falling to pieces around you. Please just breathe. If you're if you're outside, if you're daytime now, go listen to the birds, the trees, the wind whispering. If you're at the beach, thank you for listening at the beach. But feel the spray of the waves, this the sun, the shade, the difference. The earth's getting hotter every day. 
know, we're, we're too lazy to plant a tree that we know we're not going to eat from. I'll let that sink in. So, hopefully in the future or now, there's quite a lot of us listening. And there's a chance, there's a good chance that next week, we might, like one of us might not make it. We're not all going to make it to next week. It's a scary thought, but... So what I'm saying is, while you're here in this moment, while we're here, feel something, and pass it on. You know, these ideals, these messages that these environmental groups that you see on Instagram that they just keep hammering in, they're for you. You know, they're for everything we've lost in the past weeks due to these environmental disasters caused by us. It's for everything that we stand to gain in the future from switching to solar to electric cars. The future is now. The future is us. So have a code and stand for something. And I'd say personally that I would appreciate it a hell of a lot if protecting the environment was part of that code. <sighs> okay, how do you feel? Too relaxed after hearing that. Um, but that's because I've heard it before, so mm. of course I'm now kind of in the zone already. So if you ever want to connect again with nature, just be in the moment. That that instrumental I used is called Late Night in Kauai by Childish Gambino, if you're looking for it. So now I say we could wrap up the episode. This has been Dialing It Back. You can find me at Twitter at Carl Reese Naidu. I'll say it again. Reese with a double E-C-E. Our guest, you can you can find him on Instagram. It's Dirk underscore Kotza. Oh, wow, I've got a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Spells, I like it. Spell Kotza for the people, Dirk. Oh, so it's a very simple K-O-T-Z-E. One more time. K-O-T-Z-E. Uh, yes. Uh, as a podcast, we also have uh, an email address. It's dialinitback at gmail.com. Send us in your hot topics, your hot questions. If you have a meme, Sam's still building up that bank <laughs> of memes. And just thank you for listening. It's been a very strange new episode. I, I hope it felt more organic, even though there were some cuts in between. But uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah. Don't oh, the noise you want. That was sick, bro. Hey.